Welcome to another edition of Who's Better Baseball, the podcast where we answer a simple question on each show. Who's better at baseball? I'm your host, Ryan Ficklestein, managing editor at JustBaseball.com. I have Clay Snowden here today who covers the Reds for us because he's a Reds fan. And we're discussing the NL wildcard race and who's better, the Cubs or the Reds. Before we get into the nitty gritty of the teams and everything else, I just want to basically give everyone sort of an outlook of the season so far. Coming into the year, start off, the Cubs were 24 and 31, seven games under. From June on, they've been a winning team. They were 14 and 11 in June, 15 and 11 in July, 11 and 6 in August. They've been very consistent. They're 13 games over since June at 40 and 27. With the Reds, they started the year 26 and 29. Since June, they had that great month where they went 18 and nine and were the, the America's team and all that fun stuff. Uh, they were solid in July, 15 and 11, and they've gone on a tailspin here in August where they are five and 12. From a Reds perspective here, how much are you hitting the panic button over what's happened in August? And is there still enough talent left to ride this storm and, and get things on track and be able to you know, find the way your, your way into a playoff spot? Yeah, I mean, the August record is very concerning. And when you look around this roster, there's just a lot of youth. And a lot of them have not played this many baseball games in their life. And they're reaching a point now where it's the dog days of summer and it's getting harder and their arms are tired. And, you know, they're just trying to get through these 21, 22-year-old kids. And, you know, when you look at the pure talent on this roster, it's it's a really talented roster. Now you have some players that are underachieving. You have some players going through growing pains. We'll see how it goes, but right now it's not looking great for the Reds. Now they just called up Novelli Marte to add to the mix. How are they fitting all these position players together in this lineup right now? Well, that's a good question. They're going to move Spencer Steer out to left field, which means Marte at third, Ellie De La Cruz at short, um, Matt McClain at second, First base, DH, Joey Votto slash Christian Encarnacion Strand. Other than that, um, they've had a couple of injuries that have made things easier. Um, Stuart Fairchild got injured. Jake Fraley's been injured. And Jonathan India has been injured. So that makes things a little bit clearer for right now. Um, If and when those players come back, we'll just have to wait and see what that looks like. It's it's interesting to compare these two teams because – I think the Reds are this team that has so many young players that you know sparked all that excitement right earlier in the year, and that you know can go off at any time. The thing about the Cubs is it's it's veterans, really. I mean, it, it's yeah. it, and it's Cody Bellinger. I mean, the the Cody Bellinger resurgence. I don't think anyone could have predicted this going into the year. I wrote an article for us about how uh, Cody Bellinger was the best, you know low-risk, high-reward signing uh, available to any team this offseason. I-, I thought he could get back to being you know, a quality player. And I think you know the the basis of my article is, hey, at, at his floor, Cody Bellinger is going to run into some home runs. And he's a great defensive center fielder who can play some first base and give you some versatility. I didn't see MVP Cody Bellinger coming back. But like in the second half, he's been MVP Cody Bellinger. He's hitting 367, 401 on base. 680 slug. He's got 11 home runs, a 185 WRC plus, and he was good in the first half too. I mean, I don't think he's actually going to win the MVP, but I mean, a top 10 finish in the MVP probably. Where did this come from? It's crazy. 
man, he has been absolutely incredible and good for him. I know past couple of years in LA were so tough and, you know, just as a baseball fan, you just hate seeing that. It was kind of hard to watch him play. He just did not look the same. So good for him. But you mentioned how vet, how vet heavy this Cubs team is, which is what I wrote about in their preseason outlook article was this is weird. This isn't a rebuild. This isn't, I guess you call it a retool, but my whole stance was good for them for trying something that not everyone else is trying and trying to compete while they're also filtering young players, calling guys up, waiting for them to kind of develop and get there. Um, I mean, just look at the rotation, Ryan. Marcus Stroman, now he's injured right now, but Stroman, Kyle Hendricks, Justin Steele's a younger guy, but not, you know, 22 years old. Jameson Tyone and Drew Smiley. That is a lot of vets in the rotation. Now they filtered in Hayden Wisniewski and a few others here and there, but that's kind of the core rotation. That's an older rotation. And, you know, you fly through their bullpen. It's, oh, yeah, I remember that guy, Brad Boxberger, Michael Fulmer, like, you know, some some vets in there as well. So it's an interesting team, um, a team that at the beginning of the year, I thought it would be like last year. Like, this is a weird roster, man, but it's starting to click. It's starting to click. And you mentioned Justin Steele's name there. He's a fringe Cy Young candidate. I mean, again, do I think Justin Steele is going to be holding up the Cy Young trophy? Probably not. But, you know, he's made 23 starts and he's pitching to a sub three ERA. You know, last year he quietly had a really good year with a 318 ERA over 24 starts. Uh, but this year he's pitched more innings with one last start, 132 innings. Like, I, you know, at one point it was Stroman carrying the rotation, but Steele has just been the guy all year long. And I mean, I think if you look at these two teams who are comparing them head to head here, the Reds don't have a pitcher as good as Justin Steele right now. No, not at all. Um, they have some guys who are similar molds as Justin Steele, like an Andrew Abbott. Um, and that's the thing right now with the Reds rotation. They've had some injuries. And they have some inexperience. You know, Ben Lively's out. Uh, Nick Lodolo's out. They just got Hunter Green back. His first outing was a blow-up start. Don't care. Do not care about first outings after injuries. Do not read too much into them. Talented player, though, and probably the most talented pitcher that they have healthy now. Graham Ashcraft, another younger player, second-year player. Terrible start to the season and has been absolutely incredible since then. That's kind of the story for everybody. It's been ups and downs, a lot of growing pains, stretches of really good pitching like Andrew Abbott, Brandon Williamson, both rookies having some good starts here and there. It, it, it's weird because it's hard to get it all together, all lined up at once. And then you had someone like Ben Lively, a 31-year-old out of nowhere, who is pitching well, gets injured. Nick Lodolo, not pitching well gets injured, has missed almost the entire season. Now, he's about to come back. And this whole season is going to pretty much be determined on, can Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green pitch to the level that we think that they can? Beginning of the year, both kind of shaky. Not sure if we could trust them. And you did not acquire anybody at the deadline. And I was pounding the table, get a starting pitcher, because you don't want to have to rely on two guys who have missed months and months of injury. But here the Reds are, just in the hunt of a playoff spot, crossing their fingers that Nick Lodolo and Hunter Green can get back to the level that we know that they can pitch. There's a month month and two weeks left or so, Ryan. Like You're asking a lot. 
You're asking a lot. It's, you know, the Cubs feel like the safe pick because, but like I mentioned in the beginning, it's it's three months in a row now where they've been playing about four or five games over 500 baseball, and it's just been consistent. They, they don't they don't really go into these big kind of slumps, and it, it's the starting pitching. It's a, it's a decent bullpen. And then it's the veterans that we're talking about. And if you look at what they've done in August, it's Cody Ballinger being awesome. It's Jimer Candelario, who they get at the deadline, who's been unreal. He's hitting 364 as a Cub. 444 on base, 545 slug. He's got a 172 WRC plus. So Bellinger, Candelario, that's been an incredible duo. Nico Horner and Mike Talkman have been great. And you still have guys who haven't been playing well in this stretch. And Ian Happ and Dansby Swanson, who we know can be better. So with that group, it just feels like they're like a quality, like B plus team. Yeah, it feels get... like the Reds could be an A plus team if everything works. That's that's exactly how I feel. Candelario yeah. has a certain floor that you're comfortable with. Same with Nico Horner. You know he's going to hit 280, steal some bases, play good defense, solid baseball player. Dansby Swanson, you know, you don't have these huge up and downs. Now, Christopher Morrell can be that. Really exciting player, tons of talent. Can have an 0 for 10 stretch with 10Ks. Like, he has that in him. Ian Happ, we, I, I think he's better than what he's shown this year. Yeah, We saw it last year at times. And same with Su- Suzuki, who I just think hasn't really panned out to what we thought he could be. But then you have Mike Talkman, who's picking up the slack. And that's kind of what they've had this year is, you know, you look at the roster and you think, I mean, okay, Dansby Swanson, Cody Bellinger, and a couple above average players. But in reality, they're they're kind of clicking right now, which is a bit scary, especially when you look at the the roster for the Reds. And it's more of what we said with the pitchers. Hey, here's a bunch of ro- of rookies. Every single infielder on their roster, besides Joey Votto, is a rookie. Every single one right now. Um, now that's because of injury and a recent call-up, but that's the fact. You look at the outfield. Will Benson, another rookie. TJ Friedel, just about a year of service time. TJ Hopkins, rookie. Like, it's it's a young team with a ton of talent. And the question is, with of course, with all rookies, is how quickly can you reach that talent? What are the highs and lows within a rookie season for a 21-year-old Ellie Daly Cruz, for a 22, 23-year-old Matt McClain and Noel V. Marte and Spencer Steer? It's, man, like, if one of them hits a low or two of them hit a low at the same time, like, what's that going to do to the middle of your lineup? So there's a lot of volatility within the Reds lineup. Um, you know, the Cubs just have a little bit more, like, I've been there before to their lineup. Yeah. No, they do, and... and... You know, they have the slight edge right down this wild card race. The, they're two games up in the loss column. Uh, Cubs at 64 and 59, Reds at 64 and 61. Uh, 37 games left to play for the Reds. What's interesting to me is I, I did do the schedule uh, dive, which I hate to do. I hate to be yeah, a schedule guy. But I feel like when you get to this point of the season, you you do have to sort of see what lies ahead for these teams. And I do think the Reds have the schedule edge. Okay. So I want to break it all down. Now the Reds have a, a rough stretch coming up over their next 17 and, and it's probably going to make or break their season because they have to keep their heads above water. It's the angels, which the angels aren't a great team, but they can be And Shohei Otani can certainly win a baseball game. He can win two out of any series. Of course, D backs giants. They have the series against the Cubs, which is going to be huge to start September four game set. And that is in Cincy. 
and then Seattle. To close the season, though, their last 20 games, it's the Cardinals, the Tigers, the Mets, the Twins, the Pirates, the Guardians, the Cardinals again. So in that group, it's pretty much outside of the Twins, all sub-500 teams. And I just watched the Cardinals play. I don't know. In division, maybe the Cardinals play a little bit better. So so I, I guess I can't I can't take that with the grain of salt that I just watched. But the Cardinals look like a pretty bad baseball team. To me, that's 20 games where this young Reds team, who would be healthier than you would think, yeah. could go on a run late. It's just about can they play close to 500 baseball against these really good teams coming up. Man, with the Reds, to me, too, it's you're relying so much on rookies that are, like, like I said earlier, like getting to that point in the season where it's like, man, he's never thrown this many innings since turning pro. Oh, well, that's okay. We need you to really go through this last month and give us big starts and big innings. And, oh, yeah, then the playoffs are going to be right around the corner if we do it. Um, I'm not saying it can't happen, but it's just, you know, there's a lot of what-ifs, hopes, crossing your fingers with the Reds, and a lot of, I think that they have more pure upside talent, and they could get through the stretch that you talked about. But sometimes you need a vet to help you get through that stretch. Sometimes you need some experience on your side. And the Reds are lacking that right now. I think that the the Reds, because they have this, this lineup, it, it's more about the lineup to me, that could ignite. And you're yeah. playing so many bad teams where if you put up five, six runs, you're probably going to win most games. Where I could see them down the stretch going on a little bit of a run what I'd be concerned about is by the time you get there, the rest of August plays out and they're so far out of it that it doesn't matter. Like th- that's, that's the bigger thing to me is can they really keep their head above water right now? The Cubs, I mean, it's a tougher schedule. Uh, I don't have it break down as much, you know, as far as how it goes through, but I did break down the games played against all these teams. They got six more against the Brewers, uh, seven against the D backs, which I guess they haven't played the diamondbacks this year. <laughs> That yeah, is kind of, a lot. That's kind of weird, right? Seven yeah. games left, and then I'm like, did the D-backs move to the Central, and I missed that? Um, <laughs> three against the Giants, three against the Braves, and they closed their season three versus the Braves, three, three versus the Brewers. So it, it's it's not an easy schedule by any stretch, but I think what we've gotten to throughout the exercise of this show is the Cubs feel like the more dependable, steady team to to kind of bank on to, to make a playoff spot here. Yeah, it's close, and I could be talked into either way. Um, it just really goes down to who do you trust more going through the end of the year? And it's, you know, Cody Bellinger, Ian Hab, Jamer Candelario, and, you know, Dansby Swanson, guys who have been around a lot longer, who have gone through this type of a stretch, and a pitching staff that has as well. And it's it's not that I think the Cubs are the most talented team or the more talented team. I'm worried about the Reds starting pitching right now with kind of some, like I mentioned, rookies, injuries, fighting back from injuries. Okay, then the lineup will pick us up. Okay, it's all rookies as well. There's just a lot of uncertainty right now, and I think that the Reds can do it. I very much think that they can. I would not be surprised at all, but if I had to put money on one or the other, unfortunately, as a Reds fan, I would have to go with the Cubs. I think I would too, but you know, I think the the good you know uh, like outlook you could take on the whole situation is we thought that they 
came into this year maybe two years away. And yeah. Yeah. now it feels like, all right, if you have a good offseason, you maybe make the right you know, few veteran additions, particularly to that rotation, you could go into next year and really contend. And I think the, the future is still probably brighter in Cincinnati than in Chicago. But look, the, the Cubs have put together a, a really nice team for this year. They bought at the deadline. They held on to a guy like Bellinger they could have got a lot for. And it's paying dividends. I, I guess the question is now, to, to close here, would you have the Cubs over the other teams in this mix, the D-backs, the Marlins? Do you think either of those teams have, have I, what it takes to make a run? Because I, I, Miami's got some fun vibes right now. They're only a game yeah, back. Yeah, Miami, no, sadly. I, I wish, but no. I think that the D-backs are the team that I would have said, man, they've just not been playing well at all recently. But that's the type of team that could really catch a spark. I don't know if it's going to happen, but this wild card race is kind of like, who wants to suck less? Like, they're all kind of yeah. just not playing great recently, and it's like, it's right there for the taking. Somebody become good. Somebody win, you know, 18 of 25 or something crazy like that. Like, go out there and take it, and it's just not happening. You know, I think the team that's done it the most lately is the Phillies, and that's why they're sitting in that top spot. And, and you know, the Giants are right behind them. But, like, you you have, between the Giants, the Cubs, the D-backs, the Reds, and the Marlins, you have five teams that are within a game and a half of each other right now. Yeah. So two of these teams have to, like you said, you know, take this by storm. And it, it's – even though I think the AL wildcard race is like this incredible exercise of, man, a great team is going to miss the playoffs this year. Like a really good team. Mm-hmm. In the NL, though, the hope is a couple of these teams can be great teams down the stretch and just sneak <laughs> into the dance. Uh, but the, the wildcard teams in the AL are certainly more formidable than the NL this year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, that's going to be all for this edition of Who's Better Baseball. We're going to be doing more team breakdowns throughout this week. Uh, next up, it's either going to be Rangers, Astros, or Mariners, Blue Jays, looking at that tightly contested race out there in the American League. So make sure you follow, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Check out all the great ring content we have at JustBaseball.com.